welcome back to the ordinary experience today i have with me now the way that you explain your name the first time was quite good do you want to go for it again it's like the key to your your happiness and then asha this is it yeah so my nickname is sasha but my real name is kiasha kiasha and you go by the the notebook i do i love to see it how has your week been my week has been good. It's been busy, 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 but it's so nice to be able to go out and see friends again and enjoy life. It so is. I'm happy. I'm very happy at the moment. How That's has your good. week been? My week's been good. Again, it's been going out, seeing friends, meeting people. It's nice to socialize again, uh, get out of so this cramped nice. box once in a while. Yeah. I'm so it's, you. it's enjoyable. Um, and it's nice that it's sunny and we're not stuck in the rain. We're so lucky. I mean, it was raining yesterday, but we're very lucky at the moment. Like, we need need a little bit of rain. British we weather do. sometimes, it, you know, you get good for too long and then it just drops off. So give Agreed. me a little bit of rain now and then later just give me loads more sun. Yeah, I like the idea of that. Today, I know <laughs> that you're, you're quite, you're, you've got quite a story behind you. And so I want to dive into that like straight away. Um, yeah. And the way that I like to describe your cooking, and not to make your head grow, because I know it, I know it's good. You're going to say that <laughs> is I I describe it as like high end social media cooking or social media recipes, like high end yeah. home cooking. I think is the best uh, best way to describe it, like the Nobu experience. But you make it I at love home. That. Yes, exactly. Can we can we talk about like where all of this stemmed from? Why specifically you've gone for that corner of the market whether it was a business decision whether it was just something that you enjoyed and the story about how all that came uh, came to be okay so um where do i start so i started the notebook um basically i was diagnosed with ibd um ulcerative colitis is another way of saying it uh, when i was 14 years old And um, I had to be on a really restrictive diet. I had to cut out gluten and dairy. And at the time, I'm 25 now. So at the time there was like gluten-free, dairy-free wasn't even a thing. Like there weren't aisles in the supermarket like there are now Mm -hmm. um, where there's a selection of food. So I I had to really take matters into my own hands and start experimenting myself. So from the age of 14, um, I just started getting creative in the kitchen and messing around with food and then it turned into a real passion and I think now at this point I've learned how to make gluten-free dairy-free food taste very similar to normal food and like their normal counterparts so that was important for me so that's what I wanted to get across through my blog like look gluten-free food and healthy food because It is a healthy food blog. It doesn't have to be boring. So that's what I'm trying to portray through my blog and through my posts and my food to show people that, you know, healthy food is is fun. Was it it's not hard? Was it quite difficult? Did you know what you had at the age of 14? Like is it quite a serious condition? Would you call it a condition? It's yeah, so it's autoimmune disease. So you can't get rid of it. It's there for life. But you can go through bouts of remissions, periods of um where there are no symptoms basically um but mine is very much stress induced and I am a very I'm someone who does stress quite easily I'm a perfectionist so Mm -hmm. if things don't go my way 
when it comes to work or even, you know, like photography, anything, then I get stressed. So I have to be really careful. Um, so I do a lot to manage my stress and try and keep on track um, and stay organized so that I don't reach that level. Um, but yeah, it's very much stress induced. And I've, I didn't understand it at the age of 14. Um, it's quite a story. I don't know how much you want me to get into it. Let's, but, let's, um... let's go straight into it. Let's just get into the good stuff. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I was diagnosed when I was 14. Mm-hmm. I was in a, I was on a cruise in Alaska at the time. That's and a then hell of I a just. Way to find out. I know. To find out. I know. I know. It was, it was horrific. And I just remember getting really terrible stomach pains. Unless you have been through the condition or you know someone going through it it's really hard to explain it's one of those conditions that it's just really hard to put into words Mm -hmm. so um yeah I was confused didn't know what was going on was just experiencing chronic pain lots and lots of blood um was just coming out of me and then um as soon as I got back I'd see a doctor and then it took a lot of testing and I was also misdiagnosed a few times. So it took a a long time, I'd say like six months for them to actually diagnose me with um, ulcerative colitis. Right. And it's changed. It's it's always changed. But the end thing is ulcerative colitis now. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I've just been trying to manage it now for the past 11 years. Um, What was it like? What was it like... um... Did you have to explain to friends why you couldn't eat certain foods? Yeah, it was it was hard because I was just a teenage girl and right. I just wanted to live a normal teenage life. And I think I was in hospital a lot of the time during my teenage years. I was on this restrictive diet. Um, I, I had a horrible time at school because I was missing quite a lot of school as well. So catching up was really stressful for me. Um, so... Yeah, it it just was not a nice experience. Um, but it's taken, it's made me really strong now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it's a good thing that it's happened to me because I'm a much stronger person for it. And I know how to manage it now. Whereas when it was all new to me, it's taken me a long time to be able to understand this condition. And for a long time of my life, I didn't want to accept it. So I didn't really want to learn about it and... I didn't really care to learn more. Um, all I was doing was like following a strict diet, right. and that's one thing I've I've sustained, and that's been a big change, a big thing for me. It's it's really helped, but um, yeah, it was not how do you, a pleasant experience. How do you maintain it? How do you maintain it? Um, like to keep it at bay. There's certain one. Obviously, yeah. you've got to have the diet. Two is there like resorts or retreats that you go to where you get you get back in shape as such. Yeah. So I make sure I exercise every day. That's one thing that really helps. And I've started meditating. So last year I went to India, you know, a little bit about this. I went to India um, for a health retreat for six, no, sorry, it was for three weeks. Um, And it was called Nimba. And it was in the like countryside, very basic, you know, not what we're used to five star like four five star luxury hotels no whatever was there <laughs> no marriott's no it was like cows <laughs> cows meditation everything we woke we woke up at 
5 a.m. every day. Mm-hmm. Um, went and did yoga and meditation. We love, um, it. love to see it. Had our breakfast, was juicing, I was fasting. Um, what was the diet? And then we like had a bunch typical of typical Indian diet. So it's all Indian food mm-hmm. three times a day. Um, very, very clean food. They didn't add spiced or anything. It was very basic food. Um, so no, no then, onions, no garlic, no chili. They didn't use onions or garlic, no chilies. Oh, so it's like no, that, that like sattvic, sattvic, I mean, sattvic food. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they did a really good job of it. It, it was decent food. It tasted it quite nice. it comes out incredible. I don't know how, like, what they It does. I don't know how they did food. it. Yeah. I mean, Indian food for three weeks, three times a day was incredibly tough. Yes. Because I'm a big foodie, you know that. So I really miss my food. But it, hey, look, it I did, really... I did six months. Six months. Respect. Every single day. Like, it was home-cooked Indian food. And it wasn't sattvic. There was, there was like, spices and garlic. And, like, it was heavy on the onions. But... You need it. It's difficult when you're so used to like having Thai or Italian and yeah. Mexican Sundays, and you know, you know, um, sometimes you can you can get a cheeky like fish and chips or whatever, right? And just binge yeah. on that for a little bit or packet of crisps. During the lockdown period in India, I was literally me and my dad were literally just having Indian food like every single day. But breakfast was the only thing that wasn't Indian. It was just fruit yeah. at lunch and dinner. Indian, 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 Indian. How did you find that? Did you like it? It was, it was great for the first week. For the second week, it was good. <laughs> for the third yeah. week, I was like, I am so tired of this. But we didn't know when it was going to end. So I kind of just had to suck it up. I also didn't get a choice in what was on the menu. Because we were ordering from a, right. uh, from a friend of ours. And she'd make it and she'd make it for several people in the community. Um, but she'd ask, like, what would you like today? So I'd have some sort of option. But it was never like, I want this. Can you make this piece? There were some days. So I think she made paneer for me. This yeah. was before I went vegan. Uh, like, properly, properly vegan. Paneer for me. Love the paneer. Uh, she made bhajas. She made... Oh, I love bhajas. She made bhajana rotlo, which is like a... Like Stuffed. a hard roti. But oh. with a different flour. Right, right, right. And it's like a yeah. We a make we time. make those at home. We make those. my mom makes those, and they're like a um, they're slightly saltier. I feel. Yeah. So I actually have, prefer them. I, I love them. them. They're really healthy, apparently. They are really healthy. They were giving us those at the health retreat, actually. Oh, I love it. They they some. I think we went. We didn't go to a health retreat, but we went to when we were traveling. <laughs> we went to the side of the road, uh, kind of one of these places yeah. that you can go and eat and stay, and uh, they were making it with cow pat. Oh, like they were. It was like they were cooking it underneath. Was like cow pat, but they obviously it was on a on a metal thing. Wow. And, oh um, wow. So you really like get the tastes of the earth. How was it? Oh, that was the best. Some of the best food I've ever had in my life. You can really? forget Nobu's. You can forget ITCs and you know um, Bukhara's and North, like all of these great places that celebrities go to in India and whatever, right? Yeah. I will hands down take home cooked food every single day of the week. Yeah. You can't beat it. You can't and beat absolutely it. Not. Unless the chef is cooking it. So you know like unless Nobu is in the building and he's yeah. cooking the food, which is unlikely because yeah. he's out in yeah. the US. Um, I'm using Nobu a lot here, but there's plenty of other restaurants. Um, <laughs> Nobu's just the one at the top of my head. Um it's never the same. Like I go out these days and 
but especially after lockdown and my mum's a great I call her a chef my mum's a great chef yeah. a chef I feel is invested in my definition of chef is in someone that's invested in like my health and mm. you know me being the best version of myself and cooking for that I try yeah. and help out when I can doesn't always work out because I don't cook the way she oh. cooks uh, she's it's hard to beat religious. mum's cooking mum's yeah. cooking wow oh, she's a g she my mum yeah it's hard and especially when you it's can cook hard. for like 20 people and make the food i don't know food. how they do it i really don't know how they do it it's incredible and like indian mums indian mums do it differently indian mums completely they do, do. they do and i know i know she's done it with veggie food and i know she's done it with meat in the past and it's just incredible because you're able to make every single bit taste just right. And it's perfect. Honestly. Everything's the same. It's consistent. And it's that consistency that makes the food incredible. Agreed. When you have an off day and the food's like not right, you're like, mum, what happened? She's like, yeah. I was tired or this, that. I didn't have this. I tried something new here. Did you like it? Respect for them. Yeah. Most Too definitely. much respect for them. <laughs> we've, got, we've got Indian food for lunch today, so I'm looking forward I, to it. Oh. We've got live, live I might have to take Indian. Love it, love it. I hope you're contributing. Uh, yes, I'm, I making, I'm making the fire. <laughs> okay, that will do. Make, that I'm will making do. and maintaining the fire. But um, <laughs> what, what's it like living in an ashram or a retreat? For three? Was it an ashram or was it a retreat? It was a retreat. Like to be fair, as far as India goes, it was mm. quite. It was quite nice um very basic but clean and um you know apart from a few lizards in my room which I can't be a drama queen about because that's that's India but um no very clean um they've just rebuilt a lot of it so I reckon it's a lot nicer now than when I went and but there's no wi-fi there there's no there's one little room for wi-fi but the wi-fi is terrible so it wasn't even worth um it wasn't even worth going in there basically mm-hmm. um it was hard though it was mentally challenging were you there um, by yourself was anyone that you knew there with you anyone I was age? with my mum right me and my mum went for three weeks um but they do actually have doctors there so they're like um Ayurvedic doctors mm-hmm. they're doc they're qualified doctors but they also yes. practice Ayurveda like Ayurvedic medicine um so yeah, we were all assigned one doctor right. and he really, really knew what he was doing with me. Like, What's that process like? Because it's something that I wanted to try while I was out there. Go away to a retreat and uh, an Ayurvedic retreat. Eat food that is, you know, grown and cooked locally. Uh, minimal spices. Yeah. Meditation, yoga. I wanted to try that. Didn't get the chance to. What's the process like? Like the application, how the doctor deals with you. Do they have their medical records? And then how do they yeah. sort of... Because it seems like black magic. Yeah. In a way, but Ayurveda has been around for 5,000 plus years. I mean, yeah. we still use it today. Tamarick is, yeah. is an Ayurvedic spice that they use. Yeah. And uh, what else was there? Ayurveda, the, the massages are kind of, yeah. there's only a bit bit of the stuff left. Yeah. It's kind of ticking around. So um, what's that experience like? Um. Okay. Well, in terms of the process, um, very simple, like, I'm not sure how my mum found them. Actually, I think we were recommended it by someone else. Um, so we got in touch with them. You, they do a short interview with you to see what your issues are. They go through your health reports, your health history, everything. And then um, you get there. They assign you a doctor. 
um mine was amazing and then he goes through a health report like he went through my health reports again he weighed me asked me a lot of questions what I wanted to gain out of the trip um and then he put a, sp a specific plan personalized plan together for me uh, which I had to follow and I'd have to see him every other day right. to check up on how I was doing make sure I wasn't losing too much weight all of that stuff um and then he put me on a f sorry what was it it was a, 20, a 19 or 20 hour fast I was doing. So I had a four period, four hour period where I could actually eat. So that's what I mean. It was tough. I lost a lot of weight, like I was a stick. Um, obviously that wasn't my intention, but you would naturally. Uh -huh. But whatever he was doing, whatever he did to me, worked. Right. It was insane. It was insane. Um, so I actually time, went out there. Were you, were you by yourself? Uh, yeah, I wanted like, to be by myself. I was with my mum. Like, were you by yourself with oh. your own thoughts? Yes. Uh, the only way I can describe that place is like it's like being in heaven. If if heaven were to exist, whether you believe in it or not, that's what I would imagine it to be like. Everyone was just, the guests there were just like full of positivity, happiness. They were like rays of sunshine. I've never met people like that in my life I still keep in touch with them and obviously they're a lot they were a lot older than me I was the only I was literally the only girl there young girl there everyone else was like 30 40 plus I know that well, but I, I honestly don't know, don't know what it's like to be a young girl but I know the feeling of being in a place <laughs> with with older people for a significant amount of time yeah and oh, they just instilled so much wisdom in me and it was so nice to be around them they were just telling me their life stories and some of them have they're just inspiring and that is what I can imagine heaven to be like the grounds were so stunning oh I have to send you pictures they were it was so beautiful oh most definitely so, um, see if I can put them up in the uh, the social media content yeah yeah to fly it... in. <laughs> that's incredible it was beautiful so what, a lot of time to myself what's it what's it like having that much time to yourself because I got that time to myself when I was in India during like yeah. me figuring myself out and uh, yeah. it's not a lot of people actively take the time to do that. People like do it in between. Yeah. Like, when you're on the train, you take some time to yourself. What's it like to be cut off for the world? Not have your phone, have only people, have, have real conversations, but also have a conversation with yourself about, you know, your goals, your ambitions, whatever yeah. you're having for dinner that night, how your body's feeling. Like, what's that like? It was honestly life-changing for me, like genuinely life-changing, because I've never given myself that time ever in my life mm -hmm. I've never had the time to do that I've always been I've been studying up until a few like 2019 and then that's when I was able to actually you know be free and experience that and have that time to myself and you're in a place where like you said like, there's no wi-fi it's basic commodities everything is just simple mm -hmm. you have no choice but to spend time by yourself you, there's nothing else to do was that, so, a, was that a process at the start you were like oh I found it hard found it super difficult right because you want to connect because I was attached to my yeah and I was attached to my phone I, I can admit it I was attached to my phone Absolutely. fully um so to be detached we're not used to that life we, we, we're not used to that life because our generation are stuck to technology but um it was amazing it took me about two days 
to get over it. And then would I was you, like, this is amazing. Would you drop it? Would you drop everything that you have currently and go back in a heartbeat? Absolutely. I say this to everyone. I'm dying to go back. If it wasn't for COVID, I'd probably be there right now. Honestly. And then also you sleep so much better, right? Because yeah. I didn't realise the impact. Because now, like I work right until... I try and stop an hour before I go to bed. But mm. if I've got a busy day, like I'll be working right up until the point I go to sleep. Right. And that that light really does have an effect on you. So um, the fact that I was away from all of the light, the busyness of social media, um, I slept so perfectly as and you well. Have, so you have more energy during the day, right? And you start just naturally So much more energy. Yeah, because we had to get up at five o'clock in the morning. Um, so I was going to bed about seven o'clock at night. Yeah, uh, and I was able to sleep so amazingly. Um, I remember coming back from India, and like I was still doing my yoga, and it was weird because like I would I'd be pushing myself a little bit too much. So like like I go to bed at ten, I do the yoga at five yeah. in the morning, but my body <laughs> would get me up at like four, three thirty, like I'd just be awake. Oh my and gosh. like awake with with a coffee in me type of awake instantaneously just wow. up and ready and i don't know what wow. it was now i don't experience that probably because of all the alcohol that we've been consuming <laughs> <laughs> um <Shh. laughs> it's it's incredible when you get that time and it's incredible when you turn your phone off and you de decompress and detach yeah how good it is for you amazing I can't recommend it enough. I, think I, I want do everyone to do this. I want everyone to do this. I really do. It's life changing. And you like it, and like you did. You only needed three weeks, right? Yeah. I got six months or a year almost. So yeah, like that's a whole different ball game. But like three weeks, and you're able to have that experience, and you've you've got to commit, right? You can't just like half ass it. You have to commit to it. You have to. You have no choice. You have no choice, especially like there. They they check your bags when you get there to make sure you're not bringing any food. Really? Um, I tried to I tried to sneak in some. <laughs> I didn't try to sneak in. I got my grandma. My grandma joined us for the last five days. I told my grandma sneak in with some cashews because I was craving cashews. By the end, um, and they caught her. They they were like, they check your bags when you get there. So. <laughs> they kept the cashews at the front <laughs> and I wasn't able to get my cashews. So they're, they're strict. Um, they're really strict in there. So everything they do, when you're but... in there and you're thinking about everything and anything and nothing at the same time, like what's, what's going through your head? Like, are you thinking about what am I going to do when I get back home? So um, that's actually where the notebook was born. Oh, okay. Um, in India, because I had so much time to myself. Um, I was just sitting, they've got this beautiful like garden in the middle of the retreat and I was just sitting there in the sun, soaking in all the sun I could get and um, I was just, at this point, I was like really, really missing home food, like my food, English food um, and then I just kept coming up, I, I got my phone out and I got my notes app up and I just thought of every food combination and so food recipe so that's that i could think of yeah no well, well that's part of it yeah <laughs> but i must have written over 150 ideas in a day but actually over two over about two days um 
of ideas that I wanted to test and I was like wow like some of these recipes are really good I think once I get home and start working on them this is something I could I could actually do for fun as a hobby and um, I always wanted to have a food blog so this kind of gave me the push I wanted to or needed to to actually go ahead with it because if it wasn't for that trip I don't think I would have done it I don't know what it was but something about that trip just made me did it you give know, you clarity clarity of it. mind it did give me clarity of mind yeah it did but I think you know we're also deprived of the food I wanted mm-hmm. I just came up with these insane ideas and then here we are so how many months <laughs> how many months later did you uh, so how many months later are we now like talking today from when it started so it was January 2019 when I was right. in India and then when I got back um mid and yeah mid Feb I started building my website okay. um and everything so I, I built my website I that took me quite quite a long time that took me the process of, of starting what did you do like when I started my social media journey and YouTubing and getting like getting online I started with articles I started with the the easiest way to do it with the least amount of cost right and so I started writing articles which was the least amount it was least time consuming and also the cheapest way of doing it because I wanted like no barrier to entry because I know that with me if I've got to buy a camera and I've got a learning curve of this and learning curve that it's just going to be too much so yeah I started like that and then I progressed. So now I do YouTube, now I do video podcasts and I've got to learn yeah. how to edit this, that and the other and understand how the technology works. With you, did you just like start cooking, snap it with a phone or was it very much, I want to do this the right way or whatever the right way so is for you? I, that was, a, that was also kind of one of the reasons I didn't start sooner because I had the, I had the idea of a food blog way before probably when I started uni um 2015 and I knew I didn't have the right instruments like I I didn't have a camera I didn't have lighting I didn't have backdrops plates whatever and also at uni like my food was quite basic there was nothing too exciting what was typical of a uni what was a typical uni I say basic but I was a bit extra (laughs) I used to make like um gluten-free chicken katsu and stuff and chicken katsu. homemade pizza I was extra actually thinking back but did you live by yourself during uni no I was um in halls you were in the halls time. so did you make make yeah. it for the other flatmates as well I did I did used to make them food sometimes but um no my ingredients were expensive you know were you a, I used a to waitress shop. shopper or a, I was I was shopping at waitress just only because they had the biggest gluten-free selection right for food whereas the tesco and everything near us was was quite bad from from mm-hmm. me um so everyone used to think i was a snob but that was only because i literally that was the best place for me to shop so most of my um student loan was being put towards my food <laughs> weekly grocery shop yeah <laughs> waitress shop is not cheap it's not cheap at it's all. not cheap it's not cheap um they honestly should have given me some kind of reward the amount of money i spent with them but <laughs> um no so I wanted to start it then didn't I didn't have the time either if I knew if I wanted to do it I would want to do it to the degree that I knew what am I trying to say I I wanted to do it to a good enough standard basically um 
I know I mentioned before I'm a perfectionist and I am a perfectionist. Um, but that's kind of the delay. So since building my website, everyone just said, said to me, start with your Instagram Instagram page and then get a website. But I wanted everything I done. I would have recommended that. Yeah, everyone said that to me, but I wanted everything done. And then originally I was snapping on my phone, the mm-hmm. pictures, and then my phone actually broke. Oh, um, and I had to wait a little while until my replacement came. And my brother had a camera lying around and I didn't have a clue how to use the camera, mm-hmm. but I just picked it up and started um, experimenting with it. And then now I now I know how to use the camera. So that just was kind of blessed, kind of a blessing in disguise for me. Right. Um, so, yeah, now I use the camera um, and now I've learned how about lighting. Like you said, it's a process. You do learn all this stuff as you go along. So I've done a lot of learning as I've, you know, progressed. It'll be a year in July since I started it. So the growth from there to now is insane. If you look at some of my old videos, I cringe. I cringe so hard when I look at some of my old videos at how terrible they are. So if you compare when you go on my Instagram. were uh, Were they in focus at least? um yes my that first, i nailed my first I think. 10 videos were not in focus and i had oh, to edit no. it. i had to edit knowing that they wouldn't be in focus oh no oh no horrible absolutely horrible but it's it's growth isn't it it's a it's process a learning growth. yeah absolutely and then and and it's good to have that there so you can see how far you've come oh most definitely i wouldn't i wouldn't delete them for anything like they're yeah, an important part exactly. of my journey i think social media exactly. is a journey definitely and getting to the point that you've got to as well as dealing with the condition that you've got to it's ibd right ibd yeah ibd dealing with ibd at the same time but you're also showing people that actually you can cook you can live in a way that's clean in a way that you can have an experience doing it and all of these things is really really cool yeah because um i watch i watch this uh this guy from essex i can't remember his name to save my life and he made looks like tiktoks or the short form mm. piece of content. It's like 20 minute, 20 minute blitz or 20 minutes of blitz. Mm. Um, and he makes all of these things in 20 minutes, like smoothies, recipes, whatever, like Indian curries. Oh, like amazing. That. I'll send you, I'll send you his stuff. Yeah. And he's really cool me. because it's like super fast, super energetic and everything. But it, they're very, not basic recipes, but they're done in a basic manner. Yours, however, yep. when you see it and you see the presentation of the photos, they're like super high def. Like you, it, it yeah. seems like you're shooting on like a 4K camera or something. It's wild. Amazing. And good. then the lighting's good. You know, you've got everything set up and set out in a way that's aesthetically pleasing. And so when you come on the page, you think, or at least the first time I came across you, I was like, what does this girl do? Is she promoting someone else's food? Is she a restaurant? <laughs> or is this like stuff that I can cook? And then I realized that it's stuff that you can cook. The stuff yeah. that you make is the stuff you see on like restaurant websites. That's what I want to show people. It's so simple to do. It's so I make it. It might look difficult, but it's so simple to do. I think and it must be those slate me, plates. The slate plates make a big difference. Yeah, they make a big difference. With the gold the, streak. You got one with the gold. Oh my streak. god, gorgeous! Yeah, if I showed you the amount of plates that I have downstairs for my photography, it's a joke. My parents shout at me every day because I keep buying new plates and stuff and I don't need them and there's no space for them. Like, I'm obsessed with buying pl- 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 plates like, and bowls. One of my, my favourite plates is the 
the the round okay obviously the most of them are round but the round one with like the kind of the lines in the middle like light is this light my ones. one no not your one just in general they're like oh. light lines in the middle it's like a kind of like a matte finish on top you have to show me a picture actually don't because i'd end up buying it don't 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 <laughs> i'm gonna get virage virage i shouldn't have bought the plate <laughs> <laughs> yeah i really will so yeah don't don't but i think it's i think it's quite cool how you're normalizing the high-end experience yeah i think it's the thing is like i'm a big advocate for clean ingredients my mum's a nutritionist so that's a whole nother story in itself you know about that but um well, my so mum's give me give, give the audience a little bit of a deep dive like or a quick overview of why your mum's okay. a nutritionist because i think that that's an important so, part yeah so um in in short my mum is my hero like I might get emotional, but um, so when I was diagnosed when I was 14 years old, I was put on every single drug that they could have given me. Um, mm-hmm. Just a little 14 year old girl I was on medicine as strong as, well, it, it was a medicine that they use for chemo patients. So it was right. strong stuff. Um, and it was just making me worse. Everything was making me deteriorate. Like, my brother's friend sat on my finger, for example, and it snapped, like it fully broke. That's how weak I was. I was so weak and wow. and frail. And it was hurting her that I was going through this and nothing was helping. So your mum was seeing this pain? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she, she saw it physically. Like, I was like a little old woman at the age of 14. Um, so then she used to be a beauty therapist. She right. went on... She, she changed her career. She went to study nutrition and functional medicine. Um, functional medicine? Functional medicine, That's yeah. Really, um, I might have to get your mum on here. Honestly, she'd ha- you'd have a field day, you two, if you do smoke. Um, she's, she's full of full of knowledge and wisdom. Right. Um, but she then spent three years of her life mm-hmm. studying um, and putting whatever protocols she was learning in her degree to helping me and she completely put me into remission at one point to the point where I went to my doctor uh-huh. who, who thought I was on medication uh, and I'm not anti-medication by the way it just wasn't for me right um I went to the doctor and I had to have a colonoscopy which is where they put the not pleasant they put the pie the cameras down your throat in the back and look in your colon like- honestly horrific we won't even go there it's horrific horrific (laughs) um and it was completely clear and he thought it was a medication that was doing all of this but I hadn't been on the medication for like three months and my mum had completely cleared me of my disease um and the doctor just couldn't believe it and then Mm -hmm. when my mum told the doctor that she had taken me off my medication he was disgusted. He was like, how are you doing this? What What are you doing to her? Like, she needs medication. Um, did, did she tell him afterwards or before the colonoscopy? She told him after. She oh, told him after. Because he thought it was all the medication. But honestly, I healed myself through good food, mm-hmm. nutrition, and the right supplements. So your mum was being a mum. She was being yeah. a student. Yeah. She was being... And she was a beauty a therapist. She's nutritionist, beauty therapist, and a chef all at the same time. All at the same time. That's incredible. Oh, she's, probably doing, she's probably doing more. This woman doesn't stop. But um, 
she's now made this into her career, like her whole career. She's helping hundreds, if not early thousands of um, IBD patients and people mm-hmm. with gut issues and um, autoimmune diseases. And she's, she, this woman's, this woman's onto big things. Let me just say that. We love it. <laughs> we absolutely love it. So yeah, it. no, she's, she's the reason I'm here today, honestly. She's honestly the reason I'm here today. I don't think I would be in the state I am now if it wasn't for her. So I'm very grateful for her. <laughs> that's that's actually incredible because yeah yeah sure there's this there's this idea of mother's love right and not an idea it exists a parent's love a mother's love and they say a mother's love is oh, what's the word i'm looking for but it's unlike anything else it is completely they will drop everything and everything. do everything anything for you if you're in danger or you're hurt um, yeah. i know i know my mom's like that if anyone speaks of me badly or I'm in trouble, she hurts. Yeah. Like internally, she hurts. They feel it. They do. They feel it. There's a level of empathy there that cannot be described. And I think that's because there's obviously you we are born from them. And yeah. there's that emotional connection that exists. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. When when you were dealing with that and she was seeing you in pain, did you ever have conversations with her? Like, mum, I don't know if I'm going to be all right. Like, were you, you must have been scared at the time. She must have been scared. For yeah, you. she was, because it was all new to us, right? Like, I was a f- very healthy girl growing up. Um, and then all of a sudden, this just hit us. It's not, we weren't used to this. It was new to all of us. And, um, you know, it was confusing for everyone. But she really did work hard to understand the condition when I didn't want to understand it myself. So I was just following her protocol. I had no understanding of what was going on inside of me, what the dangers were. Um, And also I wanted to have a normal teenage life as well, which meant going out with my friends, going to parties, like Mm -hmm. sleepovers and stuff. So I think she really worked hard on me so that I could live that life and grow up with a normal teenage life. Mm -hmm. All those some of it wasn't normal. I spent a lot of time in hospital. Um, Can we talk about that? And in bed. Yeah. What's Yeah, yeah. What's it like for a 14-year-old to be in hospital instead of being at school? Like, does that cause anxiety? Does that, does that cause depression? Does that, does that make you rethink, like, what am I doing with my life? Do you even, like, obviously you said you don't re- didn't really know what was happening and you chose not to understand. But yeah. can you, like, explain what the hell was going on in your head? And maybe we can talk about your mindset and how you've got to the individual that I'm looking at yeah. on the screen today. Um yeah, so I mean where do I start with this? Um I and I'm willing to go as deep as you like. Okay. Okay. Um basically I like like I said I missed a lot of school because of it. So um that meant missing out on a big chunk of my social life growing up like as a teenager I'm lucky in the sense that um at one point the medications were helping me and I was able to experience a good uh, teenage life mm-hmm. but where I did miss school I fell quite behind um at my high school to the point where they were like she's not gonna be able to do anything like she might as well just not apply to uni or anything there's no way she's gonna be able to get through uni um my business teacher 
A-level teacher said to me, um, there's no point of you even applying to study business at uni. You're not going to be able to do it. Don't bother. Um, but I knew, like, I didn't understand my condition, but I knew that I was not going to let this condition defeat me and, you know, not let me live the life I want. I've always wanted to go to uni. That's always been a big goal of mine. Um, so I kind of, at a point when no one believed in me, including my parents at some, at one point, they, not that, not that they didn't believe in me, they thought that my health was going to be so, like, it was so bad that I physically wouldn't be able to handle the stress of uni. It wasn't, you know, anything else. It was the fact that my health was bad. Um, so when everyone's against you, you kind of do have to just build up strength so from the age of like this is when I started my A-levels really um when I was 16 Mm -hmm. my auntie gave me the book The Secret um which is quite a generic like you know it's a basic book but it does teach you the the secret is in the affirmation uh not the affirmation yeah 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 by Rhonda Bryan and they made the movie out of it right Byron yes yeah yeah yeah. and it's got like the red yeah okay cool yes that's the one that's a really great place to start when you're young because that's kind of the it sets the foundations um for you know how you should think positive and you know how good thoughts attract good things all of that stuff and then I started teaching myself and um I'd watched a lot of videos motivational videos and I started listening to podcasts and um I kind of fell in love with the idea of believing in myself and I don't know how to word it like I don't know if that even made sense but um I fell in love with the process when everyone was against me when everyone didn't believe in me I made sure I believed in myself yeah. and that was the one thing that got me to where I am now like honestly so I'll give you an example the day before one of my A-level exams mm-hmm. um I was hospitalized I I was so 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 bad that's probably the worst I've been and my teachers were like, we're not going to let you sit the exam. There's no way we're going to let you sit the exam. My parents don't want me to go in and sit the exam. But I had this goal of getting to uni. I was like, I'm going to uni. I don't care what anyone says. I'm going to uni. I'm going to sit this exam. I went from the hospital bed to, we had to um, find a hospital near my school. I went to school in, in central London. So I had to find a hospital. We found a hospital near the school the day before the exam. I went to the hospital from the hospital bed, I got up, I went and sat my exam. I had so much belief in myself. I can't tell you how much belief I had in myself when everyone told me not to. And I came up out of those exams getting 100% into a, two of the ones where I was bed bound. That's awesome. And it, it just goes to show, right? Like, as long as you believe in yourself, nothing else should matter. But how, how That's like my proudest like achievement. That? How do you do that? You're in such it's a, a deep spot. It's a process. Around. It's a process, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it's hard. It's a hard process. Um, I think books really helped me. Mm-hmm. Reading really helped me. Um, and it took even, I mean, look, I, I'm, I struggle still um, with self-belief sometimes. Um, I think we all do. We've all got that imposter syndrome. We, of course. Imposter, exactly. Um, like, sometimes I but wonder, you just have like... To keep- why should I, who am I to be having these conversations with people? 
like who am I to do this? Who am I to do that? And like, am I good enough to be able to? You're do the it? boss. Yeah, you're the boss. At the end of the day, I just I enjoy it. <laughs> and the moment I stop enjoying exactly. it, I have to question it. And that's the kind of my yeah. my theory now is like you do it, you do it for fun, you treat it properly, you treat it with respect, yeah. you treat it like a job. I don't call this a side hustle. This is like one of yeah. my main hustles. This is my job. This is my other job. Um, and I treat it with that respect. Yeah. Sure, I lapse. Like this week, I've lapsed. Um, but I'll have to make make sure that I put in the processes to make sure that I'm being able to do this continually. Yeah. I think that's incredible because you you were able to do that while being in a hospital bed. Figure out that you you've got the power within inside of you to be able to do that. I think as well, like that's where that's where goal setting and vision boards and ambition like so is that, strong drive i is that where all that came from and you just spend time in these hospital beds being like i need to mentally i need to be in a happy place mentally i need to be definitely positive i've always grown up with big ambitions i've had big goals what do these big ambitions small. looks like look like oh come on like nice some of it's materialistic, like, you know, I want a, a nice house, I want a nice car. So where's, where's the I house going to be? You know it's going to be in Surrey. It's definitely going to be in Surrey. Oh, Surrey. <laughs> not, to say, not to say anywhere else is bad. Surrey's got a special charm. Surrey is the place. Surrey is where I'd, I'd want to, you know, raise kids and stuff. But um, having those, go- at the time, uni was, was my biggest goal. I really, really really wanted to experience uni because that that also meant I could experience a normal life for myself right where I didn't where I was away from home and I didn't have anyone being a burden on me and I could just be myself and then uni was the next step in my in my self-development because that gave me time to myself that gave me time to like live away from my parents and actually grow up and live independently Mm -hmm. So that was a whole new aspect of my life where I was able to grow even further. And I feel like this all happened for a reason because if it wasn't for this, it was, if it wasn't for those hospital beds and blah, 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 I wouldn't have actually got to where I am now. I wouldn't right. have got to experience that because that is what gave me the motivation to, you know, work my ass off and really push myself and believe in myself. I like that. Did did you have like a strong a strong group of friends around you, or were you very much like not not an introvert, um, but you kept to yourself because you couldn't make friends because of because of the condition, because of you were in no, a hospital. I've, I've always been good like that. Like I've always been very sociable. I've always had friends around me, um, no matter what. Um, and my friends were very understanding as well. Really, so Even it's quite hard 14, for teenagers. Fifteen. Yeah, yeah. I mean. When I was 14, 15, I'd just moved schools as right. well. So that was quite tough because I was making new friends and um, also I didn't really understand what was going on. And it was hard initially because mm-hmm. obviously moving to a new school and you not being there a lot of the time is quite hard. But I was lucky with that school in that everyone was just so lovely. I made friends very quickly, um, who I'm still friends with today. But... Um, they were just lovely. I went to all girls school. They were lovely girls and they were very understanding. My teachers were very understanding at that school um, as well. So it worked out. 
it worked out nicely in the sense that I was able to still have friends around me mm-hmm. and they were very understanding. Um, That's quite and I special. was able to experience it, it was, and I was able to experience, um, did you, did you, you know, a get, normal life as most, you, so you did get the normal yeah. life at some points. I did. You, I did. I had kind of striving for. Yes. Yeah. 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 Do you, re- yeah. Do you wish this had never happened to you in the first place? Oh my God, that's a really tough question. Because I know, um, you, obviously, you've been through so much pain, physically, mentally, um, but it's made you this woman today, right? It's made you I to think, be able to have this yeah, mindset. This is what, I'd, I think if it wasn't for this mm-hmm. illness, I don't even want to call it an illness because I've accepted it now as part of me, but um, if it wasn't for this, I wouldn't be the same person I am today. I, I just wouldn't be. I don't think I'd have much drive or ambition or I don't think I'd have big goals. And I certainly would not be as strong as I am today. Like I consider myself to be a very strong... No, if, if, if I had a pound for every time someone said to me, you don't look ill and I've been going through it, you don't look ill. I'd be I'd I'd be living in my Surrey mansion already. That's let's just put it there. <laughs> so um I, I've considered myself to be very strong. Um and I think that's one of my favourite traits about myself. And if it wasn't for this, I wouldn't I don't think I'd be a strong person at all. What when you say strong, what does that mean? Like mentally strong, physically strong? Mentally, mentally, mentally strong. strong. Even physically strong, even physically. I mean, that point where I broke my finger, I was determined after that to, to build build myself back up and become strong physically and mentally. It was the kind of a duo that came as a pair. Um, so that's when I started, I started going to the gym and I take my fitness. I enjoy f- exercising now. Um, and so... The exercise actually helps with the mental side of things as well. It keeps me sane and energetic, energized and everything. So a mix of everything. It's both, both mentally and physically. Do strong. you do affirmations? I do. What What does that I look do. like? Because I haven't really got into that. Like I say things like to myself yeah. and I'm like, I, I want to be able to achieve this. I want to be able to grow this or like the podcast, I want to turn it into a a platform where I can share and empower the ordinary ordinary person um, and share yeah. ordinary stories. Is that an affirmation, or is that not an affirmation? What so is it? What is this? I what does affirmation mean to you? With with affirmations, it's very personalized, right? Um, so it can be whatever you want it to be, whatever goal. It could be as little as I am going to have a great day. Mm-hmm for example, um, like every day I wake up and I set my intentions for the day. That's the first thing I do. I wake up and I decide what kind of day I want. Do I want a productive day? Is that a non-negotiable? What mood do I want to be in? Um, what do you mean? As in you with are the... consistent with that every single day? Pretty much, pretty much. Um, if I don't write things down, I'll say it in my head. Okay. Um, I'd like to write things down, but if I don't, yeah, I'll say it in my head. Um Obviously, things don't always go to plan because life does get in the way. (laughs) (laughs) I can have a slow driver in front of me and it might ruin my day sometimes. But um, no, you know, life is life. Nothing, nothing can go as planned all the time. But it definitely puts me in the right mindset. So 
for me, I started my affirmation journey when I was at uni in my final year. Right. Um, I was really stressed. It was affecting my health. I didn't think I was going to be able to sit my exams. And I was really going through it. Um, so I, my mum knew a life coach. She's, she does coaching. Her name's Helen. Um, and she taught me affirmations. And honestly, I to this day, I say, if it wasn't for her, I would not have got through my last year of uni because she gave me, that was a period when I really did doubt my self-belief. Um, I went through like a dip and she restored it. And she, through affirmations, the power of affirmations, which are basically positive statements that you repeat to yourself mm-hmm. um, like over chant? and over. Um, not a chant. Like, for example, I usually wake up in the morning and I have an empty diary and I'll write down five affirmations for the day and they could be different every day. One could be, um, I am happy, healthy and successful, for example. That's not like, that's just an example. Um, and I always write it, start it with, I am, I am, I am. And then the more you repeat yourself, the kind of science behind it is the more you repeat yourself, repeat that to yourself the more you start to believe it and then you're kind of making those thoughts become things and you're put, putting them into trying to transform them into reality but you do start to believe they can't be obviously they have to be realistic that's the main thing they have to be realistic they can't be i'm going to make five million pounds in an hour for example it has to be fully realistic you can can you can do it you can rob a bank oh i mean you're gonna join me no i'm I'm, I'm gonna pass pass on that one this is no i'm joking i don't know i know a bank that stores five million off the top of my head (laughs) maybe the bank of england (laughs) no 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 i'm joking um but yeah um that's something that i swear by now because Mm. I've struggled with, you know, self-confidence issues, even issues with self-belief when I do go through my dips. Um, what are the dips like? But they rough dips? I think social media has a big part to play in the dips. Like okay. when you compare yourself to other people, um, that used to be a big thing for me. But I think since lockdown last year, I've spent a lot less time on my personal account, mm-hmm. um, Instagram account. Whereas, you know, like now I'll just scroll through it and I get bored after five minutes. I have to come off. I just have to. I can't, you know, I can't take it. But also I've unfollowed a bunch of people um, and followed more motivational accounts, people I'm inspired by. And that has really made a difference. So I have a more pleasant experience when I go on social media now. It's just mainly friends that I see and these positive accounts, affirmation accounts and everything. So that's been game changing for me but yeah i think people forget the fact that social media isn't you know well isn't this place where you just have to follow your friends you pick and choose the content that you want to consume um i went through a similar thing when i was uh i was in india and i i got the choice of being on the other side of the world and not having anyone else around me so it was it was a life it was a lovely break from the world that the uk is that the western world is and so i got to choose to be able to be like okay so who do i want to follow who inspires me who do i like love 
to the point where, you know, I'm invested in their life. I want to see them grow. Like I've got love for everyone. Um, yeah. Well, we just all at sometimes at different wavelengths. There's that famous two-pack quote that I love repeating, which is, um, I want to see you eat, just not on my table. Do well. Yeah. As long as you're not yeah. hurting anyone, do well. And you know what? I love Maybe that. at some point we'll come back round together and we'll we'll be eating at the same table at some point in our lives. I love that. But for the time being, you sit on your table, I sit on mine. I sit yeah. with the people around me, you sit with the people around you. Cool. No qualms. But like I used to follow 3,000 plus people. Like my timeline didn't end. My Instagram was just constant, just feeding me and feeding me and feeding me. And um, yeah. I got it down to about 300 or two, 250. Um, and that took like a month to get down to because Instagram thought I was like a bot, a robot. Oh, yeah, to, like, they unfollow. do that, don't they? Yeah, it was yeah. really, really odd. I was like, what have I done? Um, <laughs> they can block your account, can't they? Totally. It's like you've got your, you've been placed on, on like this time period. But it was so, yeah, that's pain. so much clarity in the fact that I choose what I want. I yeah. choose what I consume. If I don't like yeah. your content, we might be friends, but I don't like your content. I don't have to follow you. I might yeah. follow you and stick you on mute because yeah. I need to be able to contact you. I don't mm-hmm. want to see constantly into your life. Yeah, And I get that. It's important. And I don't think anyone should take it personally on social media. Like if you get an unfollow, it doesn't matter. It's, it's social media at the exactly. end of the day. If, if you're not enjoying someone's content, just unfollow them. If it's not making you feel good, just unfollow them. It's really important for your mental health. Totally. Really important. Sometimes I'm glad I forget. You did it too. Sometimes I forget, like I've unfollowed, I've not unfollowed, but I've muted a person, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, right. I still follow them. Why do I? I haven't thought about them in like a in a couple months. Why do I? Why are they still here? <laughs> and that's all right. Yeah. Because you know the beauty about it is that you can text someone instantaneously. Yeah, and you can still exactly. pick up a conversation. It just depends on the person at the other end. Yeah. Like, for example, we were, we were discussing how to get you on the podcast. And um, yeah. we organized the, the intro call and whatever. And then we didn't speak at all until about two days ago. Mm-hmm. And we're able to just be like, okay, cool. I see her content. I enjoy her content. And then she's able to pick up a conversation like that. It's not like someone has to be there 24-7, blah, da, 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 da. Yeah. And that's all right. Some people like your content. Some people don't. It's just the way the world exactly. works. It's, it's like four exactly. billion of us. You can't please everyone as well at the end of the day. Totally. You can't. It's impossible. It's this. You die trying. Exactly. It's, just, it's not worth it in any capacity. Exactly. And I'm with you there. Oh, I, I do enjoy social media. Like I, I do enjoy it. I love yeah, the idea. Who doesn't? The idea of what it presents, of connecting people in yeah. a way that is incredible. But at the same yeah. time, people just use it to stunt and this and that agreed like like, i don't don't it's a highlight of everyone's lives isn't it it's just a highlight of everyone's good points i like i like posting the bad points as well now because i think for me i love that i want to show myself in the future not a highlight reel i want to show them the whole reel the negatives the positives so that like i can see oh cool you were you were down this week and then two days later, you're going out with friends and you had an amazing time. Like, just it just snaps. Like, you don't have to stay in that rut. Sometimes it's great. Enjoy the rut. Yeah. So that you experience what that's like. So that you know, yeah. I'm not going back there again. Like, I haven't been down yeah. for a while. Um, I haven't had any not, I, not depressive episodes. 
Um, I haven't had any like significant depressive bouts. I'm pretty, I pretty much got that in check. Like I know how to square off my existence and what I give to the world. Sure, things pop up from time to time, but and then you know it's like conversations with parents or friends, and you're like, why, why this? Like, how does this work? And sometimes it's misconstrued. That happens. It does. But yeah, uh, I've got a good friend that says some days shit, some days good. And that's such as life. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. It's great fun. And life is, you just got to enjoy it. And um, Agreed. If you're not enjoying it, what's the point? Like, if you're doing, I feel like Agreed. if you're not enjoying it, you're doing something wrong. Or Absolutely. you're committing to something for you to have enjoyment at some point in the future. And you know that you need to work through this grit. I know, I think it was Mike Tyson never used to like boxing. Really? I didn't know I, I that. Know, I, think he, I think he hated it. Like, he never... I, I might be wrong here. Someone's probably going to write it in the comments. But, um, <laughs> like, I don't think he enjoyed the... like the, He loved the violence because he'd been... I know he had had uh, psychotherapy or, um, or hypnotherapy. So he was, like, mentally yeah. geared up for violence. But I think, he, like, he's got his own podcast and he was saying, like, I never actually enjoyed it. Looking back, I never enjoyed getting in the ring. I know there's an, uh, wow. there's an MMA fighter that never liked getting into the ring, even though he was a world champion. Um, for me, I, I enjoy what I do. It's hard work, but without hard work, you don't do anything good in my eyes. Agreed. Agreed. And I think it's important to love what you do as well. It just makes the process nicer. It does. It's important. Oh, yeah. Very important. Absolutely. It's... It's tough at the beginning when you're doing the social media stuff because um, you want it to be perfect. You want it, you want it to be like, like you said, you want to be a perfectionist. I'm a little bit like that. I like, I like things to be good and to a, of, a, of a high quality. I also know yeah. I'm limited by what I have. I'm not a full scale production. I'm not like LeBron's yeah. uninterrupted or sorry, Maverick Carter's uninterrupted. Um, this isn't a TV show. You know, this isn't a massive YouTube channel. But I've got to make do with the tools that I have and kind of play within the bounds of the system. And that's yeah, what honestly, I, that's you're what doing an amazing job of it. I appreciate so that. So far, it's fun. You like, really are. It's hard work. Like sometimes you have people drop out, but it's just part and parcel of life. Like I'm still figuring out exactly. how to. I want to do these in person, so um, I've got to figure out how to be able to do them in person and like how cameras can record for longer than thirty minutes because apparently that's a thing. Oh, really? Yeah, it's weird. There's like tax reasons behind so it. So much to know, isn't there? Tell me about oh, it. Oh, oh, like, I didn't know that. So like DSLRs don't record longer than 30 minutes. It's like a gentleman's agreement because of tax reasons. But the camera recorders that you oh. like stick through your eye like that, they'll record longer. At the end of the day, it's just money. <laughs> Crazy things, right? You think right. You're, you buy a thousand pound camera, you're going to be able to record what you want. Yeah. Apparently not. That's mad. I didn't know that. But I, I only found out anyway, a couple of months ago. You'll figure that out. I'm you'll sure. figure that out. You're doing a sick job so far. So I appreciate it. I think that... I have faith. I will, I'll continue my affirmations. I think you should. <laughs> I, 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 do think some, you should do I do some. I do some. Like, I call it gratitude journaling. Yeah. Oh, good. So, Great. Like, I do I that write, as well. I write, like, I am grateful for this. Is, and then I do, like, five things. And then I was having a conversation. Do you do five things that you have currently or you say it as if you've already received it in the future? I am grateful for 
things I've already received. It's like, yeah, I write yeah. it in the morning. Because I know some people do it. Some people do yeah. it in the future. So what you're going to receive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll try that. I like I've it. never, I've, yeah, whatever works for you, isn't it? But I do the gratitude. I do three things I'm grateful for every day. Life-changing. It's, it's, it just, <laughs> it humbles you so much like it really does you have these massive things like i'm grateful for my parents i'm grateful for the room that I, the room that i'm able to work in you know i'm grateful for i've got this brand new monitor so i'm grateful for the monitor but then i've got this desk which is like a really nice touch yeah it's just wood at the end of the day but i'm grateful for for, for the wood and then you get to the really small things where you're like i'm grateful for yep. the uh the feeling of, of slate or the feeling of wood or the feeling of like uh my brother's love yeah. And it's like the tiniest things as well. And you're able to just go from these massive macros to these 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 tiny micros within exactly. a split second. It gives you a whole different outlook to life, doesn't it? You just start to appreciate every single thing. When I don't do it, I notice I'm like, okay, you need to you need to pick up your reset quick. Yeah. When I and I also do something called like a like a morning dump where I just like write whatever. It's like flow of oh, consciousness. Yeah. Just yeah. write whatever comes to mind, whether it's like what a friend has said, what I'm thinking, the podcast, who I need to get on, work, whether I'm enjoying that or not. You know, what am I doing this weekend? Yeah. And it's lovely seeing how the brain jumps. That's great. Like, does that just make you feel like you've got rid of a bunch of it does. thoughts? Like, what, what does that do for you? It's, I get to, one, see how my brain functions. Like, what's it jumping to? Yeah. Is it jumping to materialistic things? Is it jumping to a certain type of person? Um, like if I'm, let's say I have, a, have an argument with my brother and I'm constantly talking about him, I know that that's on my mind rather than me forgetting yeah. it and sitting in the subconscious. So that's great because I can see it on paper. Like how, how am I feeling about this? But also yeah. like, where is my mind going? It jumps from like cars to work to um, relationships to friendships, like weekend activities. And it's like, okay, so what's, what's important here? And you're able to dissect yeah. that, but also it gets the, just a bunch of crap out and all this stuff that you don't really need to worry about yeah just onto a piece of paper where it's there and you can start dissecting it if you want to other or you just leave it in the notebook and you can come back and read it at some point might have to try that it's great fun i do it in like that an, sounds good like an a5 a3 a, like an a5 notebook i do two pages or one and a half pages supposedly you're supposed to do it on a single page of a4 it's just that that takes a while but yeah. there's something beauty about pen and paper. I think there's there's a really romantic yeah. aspect to it. Yeah, and agreed. I really enjoy that. Do you write yeah. yours or I, do you type yours? I I can't type mine. I have to write them. They I, have to be in my own writing. I tried typing and I tried doing a uh, a video version of of all of this, yeah. and I was like, nah, it doesn't work. It's not the same when you see it in your own handwriting. It it becomes a little bit more real and. You know, like there's something about writing it that just makes the biggest difference. I like the feeling of the paper. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I like just feeling of the yeah. paper. Like, because when you're stressed, you obviously like, for me, I, I like clenched the pen. Yeah. And so I can see on the page where I've been tense, where I haven't been tense. Just by like how, how much I'm pressing into the paper. Like what type of day yeah. is it? Is it a slanted day? And what does that mean? Like, or is it a straight up? type of day like are you are you bored writing this is it halfway through like are there drawings around the edges the only mm. issue i have with it in a weird way is like i can't act on this stuff to act on it 
is to be able to put it in some sort of Excel spreadsheet or whatever, or some sort of note-taking system where you can then like see your brain rather than reading through it. But I think like I've squared it off as one of these things that I'm just going to have to, it's going to have to be analog. I'm not going to be able to digitize it. I'm not until, well, sometime in the future, but I'm not going to be able to digitize it in a way that allows me to reflect on it analytically right so i've i've like i've come to terms with that before but that used to be an issue for me i'm like well i've got all this information what do i do with it it's all this information about me how do i figure this like how am i going to figure myself out yeah so it's been fun but i enjoy the journey of it and then it's one of those things that if people aren't like then they're not enjoying their lives i'm like just just journal straight up journal meditate and breath work they're like three superpowers yeah agreed that agreed people just slate but until you do them and you do them religiously agreed and it's a process you go you go through through bouts of where you're not doing them like this week is i've only done like two entries i haven't done any i've done one meditation two meditation session sessions and two breathwork sessions six months ago it was like every day religiously five o'clock bam bam Mm. bam 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 you know hour before bed uh phones off screens off but you just got to get back to that and it's the beauty of the process like you said falling in love with the process i had to rewire myself to figure that out yeah because you're so tuned up to think a certain way and follow these life scripts of like you should be doing this you should be going out with friends you should be staying up late like no yeah i'm a morning person i'm gonna get up at the crack of dawn like I yeah. went out with friends last night and I was like, I was up at six o'clock. I didn't get up, but um, like I was awake. So you just, you know, yeah. you have to sometimes go in and hit the snooze button. I don't like doing that, but sometimes you need the Respect. sleep. Respect. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. But, it's the but no, that's, that's where journal, agreed. And journaling is, I reckon that's something I also recommend to everyone. Journaling is great. Great. My friend, um, don't know if I'm actually allowed to mention it right now because I don't know if he's released them, but he's got a journal coming out and I trialed it. Insane. Yeah. Insane. So, so I will let you know about Amazing. that I've once got, it's I've released. I've got a friend as well who's released her journal. I need to, I need to buy it whenever she We'll have to swap. Absolutely. We'll have to buy it. Yeah. I'll buy you one and you buy me his one. Okay, yeah. deal. Deal. Awesome. Deal. You and have then, deal. And then when they, when he releases his, we'll release the snippet of this and that way we can like tag him and his stuff. Right. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. See if you can get those it's, it's a great done. Done. It's a great journal. Um and because I I started journaling at uni. It was actually part of a coursework assignment um where we had to journal. Um and then I actually really started to enjoy it. Um oh and then I started doing it um more often, more often and more often. And then it's something that I swear by now. I, I do it most days, if not every day. Well, yeah, I'd say I do it on, on every weekday. Weekends, I sometimes forget because it's quite busy. But yeah. Yeah, the weekends Great. for me are like Recommend that as well. Everyone. Weekends for me are like yeah. that. Tell me, what are the plans for the notebook in the future? Are you, allowed, are you allowed to speak on that? Is there something that you've got in mind, something that you want yeah. to turn it into? Um, I'd love to release some ebooks, not even ebooks, physical books. Mm-hmm. Um, and work with nutritionists as well. I'd love to get some nutritionists involved and 
um, make it more nutrition focused because I do believe that our health is everything and a lot of you know wellness does come from food mm-hmm. a lot of our of our health can a lot of health issues can be helped with food so I'd love to get nutritionists involved and um, just educate millennials because I think there's a growing interest among our generation um, in health and nutrition mm-hmm. and I'd love to just educate people um, I'm learning myself um, I'm not a nutritionist obviously but I've got the benefit of having my mum here and I've learned a lot from my mum and I've got access to all her journals and stuff so um, I've learned a lot and I'd love to just teach that to other people and create a community I'd love to sell courses and stuff that will help people because uh, I've had people message me saying I can't believe you've got me back in the kitchen after all these years that like you've given me the motivation to get back in the kitchen with you and it's like I would never expect to receive them I'm just releasing recipes I would never expect someone to say that to me like the fact that I've been able to help someone you know get like get back to her love of cooking because she said she used to love cooking but since she got married she became less confident in cooking but her like you know she's followed my recipes and it's given her some more that that's amazing for me to hear so I'd love to help more people um you know fall in love with cooking because it's for me cooking is my meditation it's like a form of meditation for me it's where I feel at peace and I'm at one with my thoughts so um yeah I'd love to release some books get nutritionists involved and just educate people as many people as I can on different health and nutrition related topics that's awesome as of now that is awesome. <laughs> as of now well I look yeah. forward to I look forward to definitely buying those and going on those courses at some point I'm sure my mum would thank love it thank you very much especially I want me. your mum to teach me some cooking because by the sounds of it she's an amazing cook so she maybe is. we can do something together yeah we'll see if we can <laughs> figure that out before before yeah. I let you go there's something that I like to do at the end of the uh, the podcast and spring it on the guests um it's nothing okay. crazy Okay. This whole thing, the ordinary experience, like this platform that I'm trying to build, is all about telling ordinary stories, empowering the ordinary person. Is there someone mm-hmm. or some people that you have in mind that you're like, I want them to tell their story. They've they've got a, they've got a story that they need to share. Um, I know it's going to sound cliche, but I would say my mom. We're gonna have to get your mom on then. You're gonna. She's got a. She's does got she stories. Have a, does she have an Instagram handle that we could tag? She does. Yeah, it's the gut. The gut expert underscore. The gut expert on that is such a good handle. <laughs> That's crappy. All right. She is. She's an expert. So, um, just her life story is amazing as well. Like where she's come from to what she's achieved now, and we're quite quite similar in the sense that we've grown up and people have been like, you can't achieve this, you can't achieve that, and obviously for our parents um they had it a lot harsher than we did in the sense that you know their lives were not easy they've come from different countries they've had to you know grow up in a country that they're not familiar with and stuff so they've built lives out of essentially nothing they've gone from having nothing to something so I think she she's got a lot to say (laughs) so um yeah well, I have to get her on my podcast on this, on the ordinary experience, or we'll have to get She'd her on my mum's podcast. Oh, your mum's got a podcast? My mum does have a podcast. It's on the, it's under the ordinary experience. It's called The Modern Mama. 
Oh my goodness, amazing. I have to give it a listen. Yeah. So it's like, amazing. it comes out like bi-weekly her. and it's, it's a really cool process of her going through the motions of her social media journey, but also yeah. being able to share mum's stories and whatever that turns into. I think that's into, amazing. That turns into, but yeah, it's, it's, it's great listening to them. And especially because they're moms right. that I know. And yeah. hearing a different side to the usual conversations that we have, it's, it's quite cool. I have to meet your mum one day, I think. I think so, at some point. She sounds like a, she sounds like a woman, a real woman. She is, she's and a real cool. I did a podcast with her. That was a lot of fun. Oh, did you? Yeah. Right, I'll okay, send I've you got the some episode, listening to worry. do. Cool. Right, okay, it was I'd an absolute pleasure. I'll let you get back to the rest of your day. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I will, uh, I'll speak to you <laughs> soon. Bye. Speak to you soon. Bye.